Well, good day. Good day, everyone. Thank you all for being here. Uh, first of all, I just want to take this opportunity to mention that we are gathered today on Treaty 6 lands. Of course, pay our respects to the uh, histories and languages and the cultures of our First Nations, Métis and Inuit uh, people uh, from right across Canada, whose presence continues to enrich our vibrant community. So thank you. Uh, thank you to the Minister of Justice, uh, Mickey Amory, Minister of Education, Demetrius Nicolaitis, uh, Stacey Levitt-Wright, the CEO of the Jewish Federation of Edmonton, and Abraham Ab Abagush, uh, the Principal of Edmonton Islamic Academy, and uh, Acting Alberta Sheriff uh, Chief uh, Bob Andrews, as well as my Assistant Deputy Minister Ross uh, Naren, who's also present to answer any technical questions. We're here today to talk about an important issue, that, and that's uh, protecting the rights while also protecting safety. Alberta's government has been very clear over the past few months. Uh, Albertans have a right to learn, worship, and socialize freely and to feel safe while doing so. Over the past few months, we've seen a rise in incidents of anti-Semitism and Islamophobia, both globally and right here at home. Since this rise in attentions, our government and department officials have been in constant communication with local law enforcement and community representatives. Too often, certainly lately, hate-targeted violence has tarnished peaceful protest activities, giving rise to a climate of confrontation and an increased sense of fear felt among our province's Jewish and Muslim communities. Albertans and their government will not stand for this. Hate and bias-motivated acts of harassment and vandalism have no place on our streets, schools, or places of worship. doesn't matter where you are from or where you pray in Alberta. You have a right to feel safe walking down the street or going to school. Alberta's government remains steadfast in our commitment to confront and uproot hate sentiment wherever. It exists in our province. As we've seen right here and elsewhere, no society is immune to this serious problem. That's why in 2021, we established the Alberta Security Infrastructure Program. Through this program, organizations serving communities are identifiable groups at risk of hate or a bias-motivated violence that can access a grant funding to help cover costs associated with security assessments and enhancements to security infrastructure at their facilities. This funding has helped hundreds of diverse organizations pursue security enhancements that meet their particular security needs. Since its inception, the ASIP grant has made a difference by providing $2.4 million in funding to 231 organizations and help create safer spaces for those they serve. Given the increased potential uh, for threats to public safety here in Alberta since October, we've taken swift and immediate action on a number of fronts. We have to continue to be responsive to the evolving security realities that Albertans and organizations face. Hate has no place in this province. As we've seen in other parts of the country, hate sentiment and targeted violence are on the rise even to the extent that some schools have now become a focus for vandalism and harassment. This will not be tolerated, and this will not be tolerated for sure in Alberta. Today I'm announcing a temporary expansion of the ASIP grant. 
the next 12 months, Islamic and Jewish faith-based schools within Alberta's school system will be eligible to apply for funding to cover costs associated with protecting their students, teachers, and their facilities. In addition to supporting expenses related to security infrastructure enhancements, up to $20,000 in ASIP grant funding will be available to support eligible schools that identify a short-term need for a physical security presence on campus. Many of the institutions that we have met with have identified that they can cover the costs. For those who are unable to, we will make accommodations on a case-by-case basis. Shameful, hate-motivated behaviors are less likely to occur when we know that others are watching. I've said this time and time again, officer presence matters. So physical patrol, uh, physical patrolling can be useful, it can be useful deterrent against targeted vandalism and other hate motivated crime. That's why we're also making available, uh, in Alberta, the Alberta sheriffs to support our local law enforcement in the protective monitoring of vulnerable sites like synagogues, like mosques, Jewish and Islamic schools and community centers. Our response to this very complex issue has been immediate. And we will continue to work with community members, local law enforcement agencies, and our federal and provincial counterparts to ensure the rights of members of the public are protected while maintaining the public safety. To be clear, I am not insinuating that these locations are under any current threat or should fear attack. But by providing more options for bolstering the physical security presence around sensitive sites, we're helping to ensure that Albertans, their schools, their places of worship are protected from heinous acts of anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. Action driven by hatred is cowardly and unacceptable, and Alberta's government has zero tolerance for these actions. And the hate-motivated harassment of any Albertan is something that our government must act decisively to confront. And we are. We won't compromise on safe educational, religious, or cultural environments because we are all Albertans who have a right to live, learn, worship, free from fear and intimidation. It is critical that the support that we offer uh, meets the current moment. I encourage Islamic and Jewish bilingual and faith-based schools to, of course, visit alberta.ca to learn more about the options that will be available to help them protect their facilities and keep students and staff safe. And with that, I say thank you very much, and I will now let, yield the floor to my friend Mickey Amory to say a few words. Minister of Justice. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you, Minister Ellis. Uh, I'm very pleased to be here today at this important event. As Minister Ellis already highlighted, the tragic events that we've witnessed over the past several weeks in the Middle East have been heartbreaking. Thousands of innocent civilians on both sides of the conflict, including an unprecedented number of children, have lost their lives. Humanitarian organizations all over the world are reporting that millions of people in Gaza are unable to access basic human needs like water and electricity. These events have weighed heavily on many Albertans many of whom have close connections to friends and family in the region. We've also seen and felt the impacts of the grief, fear, anger, and pain that this conflict has caused in our communities here at home. I share in these emotions and pray and urge 
all of those involved to end the conflict as quickly as possible. I also share in the concerns of my colleagues and Albertans over the recent rise in acts of Islamophobia and anti-Semitism here at home. We must remain vigilant here in Alberta to make sure that our province is a safe place for everyone. First, let me be clear. Hate-motivated violence and crime or racism of any kind has no place here in this province. Hate-motivated violence and crime against innocent Albertans will be prosecuted to the best of our abilities. Today's announcement of the temporary expansion of the Alberta Security Infrastructure Program, the ASIP grant, to include Islamic and Jewish faith-based schools for the next 12 months is part of Alberta's ongoing support and action. We are taking action to protect Albertans from this violence, with particular emphasis on protecting our children in faith-based schools. It is critical that we deal with hate-motivated crimes through our criminal justice system. The Alberta Crown Prosecution Service's specialized prosecution offices prosecute hate-motivated crimes and offenses that have an element of hate or are bias-motivated. These can include charges like assault or mischief. Sections of the criminal code can also be used to show hate as an aggravating factor when dealing with sentencing. We have been working on other ways to tackle this problem and protect Albertans. Through Alberta's anti-racism action plan, we are taking meaningful action to address racism and help build a more welcoming and inclusive province for all Albertans. The Alberta Human Rights Act protects Albertans from discrimination in protected areas and based on protected grounds such as religious beliefs or race. Alberta has appointed two hate crime community liaisons who are working directly with cultural communities and groups most targeted by hate and bias-motivated crimes. These liaisons will make recommendations on how we can develop and implement a coordinated and comprehensive strategy to prevent these crimes and to support victims. The Hate Crimes Coordination Unit was also created to work with law enforcement groups across the province to help reduce and respond to hate-driven occurrences by facilitating training opportunities, interagency intelligence gathering, and investigative supports. We know that many Albertans have experienced serious grief and pain because of the ongoing world conflicts. And that's why we are encouraging everybody who needs help to reach out for local support by calling Alberta 211, which is available in more than 170 languages, or the Alberta Mental Health Helpline by calling 1-877-303-2642. We are taking a multifaceted approach and will continue to do all that we can to protect those targeted by hate and bias motivated crimes and support those who need help to get through these difficult times. In recent weeks, I've received reports from Albertans about the use of excessive force by police during some protests in Calgary. I take these allegations very seriously. As a result, I understand that ACERT is investigating one of these allegations that occurred in the city of Calgary on November 19, 2023 and the results of such investigation will be made public once that investigation is concluded. I also want to be clear. People from all faiths and backgrounds are welcome here in Alberta. We welcome you, and we will take all steps needed to protect you. Let me also state unequivocally, the fundamental right to peaceful, lawful, 
and safe protest belongs to all Canadians. We've seen thousands of Albertans voice their concerns in a peaceful manner, and we will protect their right to do so. Every Albertan has a right to feel safe in their community, and we're taking action to make that happen. Thank you. I will now invite Minister Nicolaides to come to the floor and say a few more remarks. Thank you. Sure, thank you very much, and uh, good afternoon, everyone, and thanks for joining us for this um, uh, very important announcement. Uh, I want to thank, in particular, of course, Minister Ellis for the important work in expanding uh, the ACIP program, as he's outlined, and I want to thank um, uh, Minister Amory and our, our other colleagues and, and guests who are joining us here today. Uh, as Alberta's Minister of Education, uh, I want to be very clear. Every student in Alberta should feel absolutely safe and secure when they walk through the doors of their school. Our schools should always be welcome, caring, and respectful places for our students. Right now, unfortunately, that's not the case for too many Jewish and Muslim students in our province. I've heard firsthand from many families about concerns in, with respect to attending schools during these challenging times. As Minister Ellis has outlined a moment ago, Alberta's United Conservative government is taking decisive steps to keep Albertans safe by expanding the Alberta Security Infrastructure Program grant. Islamic and Jewish uh, faith-based schools will now have access to temporary funding for security enhancements that will offer peace of mind to students, educators, other staff, and their families. Any school that demonstrates that they're at risk of hate or bias-motivated crimes or incidents may apply. Funding will be available to help cover the costs of security assessments, and security enhancements up to $20,000 for schools that identify a short-term need for physical security on campus. We must not and we will not allow rising hate and threats to impact our students, their schools, their staff, and their families. Alberta's government will continue to work with school authorities to ensure we're doing everything we can to provide students with safe and secure learning environments. I know additionally on this point that many of our school divisions have done tremendous work in reaching out to local law enforcement agencies and working collaboratively with them uh, when and if any concerns have been raised. Of course, we all collectively continue to hope for a peaceful resolution to the conflict overseas and a return to normal for our students and our families here in our province. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you to the Alberta government for inviting me to give remarks today. On behalf of Alberta's Jewish community, I want to express our sincere appreciation to Minister Mike Ellis and the Government of Alberta for the additional support and protection for places of worship, community centres and faith-based schools. All Albertans want to send their children to school knowing they are safe. And with this added layer of protection, our community obtains the security it needs to function. Tonight, Jewish people around the world start the celebration of Hanukkah. It is, amongst many other things, a celebration of good over evil. It's a celebration of light over darkness. 
Today's announcement gives us light in these dark days that have descended upon our people over the last two months. With the rise in anti-Semitism and incidents of hate targeted towards Alberta's Jewish community, we have required additional security measures so our children can attend school without fear of attack, so we can worship in our synagogues, and so we can attend cultural community events. According to Statistics Canada, Jewish people make up only 1% of Canada's population, but we are the target of 67% of religiously motivated hate crimes. The attacks have become more brazen across the country, with shots fired at Jewish schools and firebombs thrown at synagogues. Alberta's security infrastructure program has been a lifeline to our community, giving Jewish Albertans security and peace of mind. We commend Minister Ellis and the Government of Alberta for sending a powerful message of support in the face of hate through the expansion of the ASIP grant and the provision of Alberta sheriffs to protect our community as required. Thank you. Good morning, Honourable Ministers, distinguished guests, and to all Albertans, assalamu alaikum. I wish peace and blessings upon you all. My name is Abraham Abarouj, and I am the principal of the Edmonton Islamic Academy, and I'm honored to have been invited on behalf of all Islamic schools within our great province to partake in today's announcement and to validate the importance of this added security measure in faith-based independent schools. I'd like to begin by thanking the Honorable Minister Ellis and his staff from the Public Safety and Emergency Services Offices for, for approving this grant. I'd also like to acknowledge Honorable Nicolaitis. Uh, about six weeks ago, uh, we had the opportunity to host our Minister of Education at our school. Uh, during the visit, the Minister was very receptive to hearing about our security concerns and the increase in hate-related incidents towards our students and their families. We also would like to thank the Honorable Minister Amory, who has also been engaging with our community on a number of occasions and has expressed concern for student safety and well-being. As a result of these open discussions, our entrusted ministers took quick action and instituted a strategy that we are in full support of. This is a great example of how government and community relationships work here in Alberta, and I want to thank our ministers and the provincial government for recognizing that our community is going through a very difficult time as we face an increase in hate incidents towards Muslims here in Alberta, and we fully support the need for expanding the Alberta Security Infrastructure Program to include faith-based independent schools. As I had mentioned earlier, I am the principal of the Edmonton Islamic Academy. We are a K-12 Islamic school. We provide education to children. These children are the future of our province, and I can confirm that we have had moments of anti-racism incidents in our school, especially over the last couple of months. At times, our families, our staff, and our students have expressed concern with the increase of hate incited incidents. As a school, our resources to provide security have limitations, and this grant will assist us in supporting our security demands. Our students and staff deserve to go to school and feel safe and feel secure. They should not have to worry about getting harassed for wearing the hijab on their way home from school or worrying about unwanted visitors entering our building or having to face hate comments while online or even at times in person. 
Schools are places for children, and they deserve to live in a province that is free from hate, that is free from Islamophobia, and is free from any form of anti-Muslim or anti-Palestinian threats. At our school, we teach our students to uphold an intercultural and interfaith understanding and to use their skills and intellects for the betterment of humanity. We teach our students to be proud of their Islamic identity and to love all people regardless of their religious beliefs. We take time to celebrate our differences and to make every effort to celebrate our diversity here in Alberta. These are the traits of a Muslim. And by extension, these virtues represent what it is to be an Albertan. Our province was built on core values of respect, acceptance, and kindness. However, targeted attacks on faith groups does exist and have a negative impact on the safety and the well-being of Alberta students. As Albertans, we need to come together at this very difficult time to reflect and to realign our efforts to reclaim the Alberta spirit that makes our province so special for all people, for all faiths, including Alberta's Muslims. Today's announcement by the Alberta government to include faith-based independent schools under the ASIP program is a positive step towards ensuring Alberta students of all faiths can access their education in a safe and secure environment. We thank our ministers today, and we look forward to continuing on this path towards a better Alberta for all. Assalamu alaikum. This brings us to the uh, question and answer portion of our announcement. Uh, we do have some reporters here on the floor, and we have reporters on the phone. So we'll just start in the room. Uh, if uh, if you guys just want to ask anyone any questions, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Travis McHugh in CBC News Edmonton. Is this measure seen as a preemptive measure based on what we've seen in other parts of Canada, or are we seen enough incidents in schools as well? Well, so there is a bit of a preemptive measure. We certainly have seen some of the things that have occurred in other jurisdictions in um, in 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 Canada, um, but I would say this is this was kind of instigated by by parents, right? And both in the the Jewish community, the Muslim community, um, who would tell me and certainly my colleagues stories of of their children watching the news and and saying, you know, mom, dad, like, is this going to happen in our school, as an example? And there was genuine fear in both the Jewish community and in the Muslim community. And so uh, shortly after uh, October 7th, I know Minister Amory and I were together uh, during that particular uh, day uh, at, a, at a conference, uh, around, given around that time. And, you know, I instructed the department to reach out to all of our communities, both Muslim and Jewish, uh, to make sure, you know, what can we do? What can we do to support you? So it has been a bit of an evolving uh, process. And as I talk with these wonderful people from the Jewish community, and my wonderful friends from the from the Muslim community, we are just providing avenues and mechanisms for their community to feel safe. So, you know, uh, you know, as I syndicated in my reports, you know, we have not we have no um, no information at this time that there is a direct threat. Uh, however, you know, the, the old policeman in me says we always got it prepared and certainly to make sure that our community feels safe has always been a priority of mine. So. 
Um, did you have a follow-up question? Yeah, I'm curious on the side of the sheriffs being yeah. used for security. Why is that a good fit, and how is that going to work? As we know, some of the sheriffs have been used in um, Calgary and Edmonton as well. Sure. Well, thank you. Uh, so obviously I've indicated many times officer presence matters. Um, certainly the first point of contact will be the Edmonton Police Service, the Calgary Police Service, just as an example, and anywhere where there is uh, our friends in the the the, the Muslim and the, um, the Jewish communities. Uh, however, um, certainly some of the, the feedback we've gotten from those organizations is, you know, Minister, we, we are already stretched uh, as far as uh, what we're what we're dealing with regarding organized crime and other issues facing facing the communities. So again, I'm always trying to think outside of the box. You know, what is it what is it that the um, the communities have been asking for? What they're asking for is an officer presence. Okay, so if we can provide that officer presence um, as a potential mechanism, understanding that the um, local jurisdiction would have first right of, uh, you know, first right to choose whether or not they want to do it or not, we just want to make sure that all options are on the table. And of course, there's an operational component to make sure that those sheriffs would be in contact with the local law enforcement. And, and you know, we, I think we, from a technical uh, perspective, we've worked out those details. So. Thanks. Have any more questions? Yeah. Um, um, so when we're talking about the increase, um, are we talking about both severity and number? And I know sometimes there's a lag with the police data because they have to determine hate motivated versus hate crime. Um, can you speak to is it, is it is it both number and severity? Yeah, I, I would say I would say it's a little bit of both. I mean, certainly our folks that are on the, on the ground, uh, I'm sure they they certainly maybe be able to speak to it a bit better than I can. But again, we're just trying to be responsive to the needs of the community. And, um, um, you know, I don't want to get too emotional here, but, you know, when I'm when I'm hearing stories about, you know, young kids, doesn't matter, Jewish, Muslim, who are You know, you know, under the age of ten, as an example, right? And uh, okay, this is Alberta. Like, we're not, we're not going to let people live in fear here. And uh, so, having the sheriffs, um, like, look, ladies and gentlemen, like, I, I've been around a long time. I mean, this is again Alberta being a shining example for the world, right? Look at this. We're standing here because we love our children and we love our community. And, um, you know, I don't, sorry, I don't have any specific numbers, but uh, I'm sure somebody might be able to get you some. Thank you. And, and it might be a, too big of a question for this press conference, but I mean, it sounds, what I'm hearing is everybody here values peace, yeah. safety, the, the right to practice their religion. Everyone wants um, their children protected. And, and yet when we see global global events flare up, we see hate flare up here. So what's it going to take to stop that stop that hate and oh. and to have that embrace of that is a big our, question yeah, yeah. I, I that is a very big question and but I would say this again, this is a shining example of how everyone and every culture can come together. Uh, understanding that it is about peace, uh, that it is about protecting our children and making sure everyone in the community, um, um, has the ability to practice their faith and, and uh, practice their, uh, their 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 cultural norms in a way free of hate. And we uh, uh, and and again, I will reiterate this: we are not going to tolerate that in this province. 
Do we have any more questions from the floor? <coughs> Go ahead, Lisa. I'm sorry to take this opportunity to ask Minister Amory a question about Bill 8. Um, it's been just over a month, I think, since you introduced it. Um, I've heard you speak to it a couple times, but obviously you passed last night. And I'm still a little bit confused about some of your comments that you've made about the bill. You've talked about how it's important for modernizing the government. But I still don't understand the specific reason why uh, you need to take um, the, the rules about receiving gifts and the maximum amount of value of those gifts out of the, the legislative debate into regulations. Why do those decisions need to be made behind closed doors, essentially? Well, first off, they're not made behind closed doors. Uh, this was act, uh, actively debated uh, for, for many hours in the legislature. We have uh, decided to move the, um, the the prescribed amounts into regulation because that is a common uh, theme that we're doing with a number of different bills, and that is a common theme of our government. We're trying to make things far more efficient uh, for Albertans rather than moving the or changing the or amending the amounts each and every time by legislative act, we are able to move them into uh, regulation now and have that done by order and council, which is a publicly available document and it's not done behind closed doors. Um, we also recognize the need and we've heard from stakeholders all across the province that the um, the, the amounts potentially, they have not been changed. They have not been addressed for a very long time. And we are an outlier as it comes uh, right now in terms of what those numbers are. We're trying to align them, and we will look to align them with the rest of Canada. And just to follow up on that, the Premier has spoken publicly about taking issue with the Ethics Commissioner reminding her about conflict of interest rules. She was irritated that the Ethics Commissioner was reminding her about the value of gifts and the specific events that she... Um, could could or could not go to. So, and, and she also thought it, it was important that she be able to attend events. So I'm wondering which stakeholders specifically are asking for this or have asked for this, and why can't MLAs just buy a ticket to a hockey game or a skybox? Why do you have to receive them as gifts? Why is that important? I think as a function of our office and our role, both as ministers and as MLAs, um, you know, there's a certain expectation that we involve ourselves with various events of the community. We do a number of events each and every week. I think all of us can attest to that. Uh, I don't think the Premier was necessarily irritated uh, with the uh, the Ethics Commissioner, who's done a wonderful job in providing me advice and the rest of members of Cabinet and caucus. I think the challenges that we're experiencing are the limits limitations on doing things that we think uh, align with our, our social duties and our, our office. One of those are the challenges and limitations that we have in attending stampede events, for example. And I think that we're, we have limitations as to how long we can stay at a particular event, who we can meet with, how, what type of event we can go to. Uh, these do not reflect, in my view, the, uh, the, the, the current environment of what's happening right now. Um, things have changed. Things have evolved since the act was last addressed, and Bill 8 will uh, attempt to uh, repair those uh, issues. Um, we're going to head to the phone lines now to take some uh, some questions. Uh, to ask the operator if she could put through uh, the first caller. Carrie Tate, Globe and Mail. Hi, thanks for taking my questions. It's for um, the ministers available today. I'm wondering what the ministers of the government make of Calgary Mayor Jody Gondek bowing out of the menorah lighting today. Well, look, I'm not I'm not going to speak to what she is or is not doing, but I'm certainly, um, from our government's perspective, we certainly believe in celebrating the traditions of all of our 
diverse cultural communities right here in Alberta's. And uh, I know members uh, attending, we do have a member uh, attending an event in Calgary. Minister Jones will be there in Calgary. And uh, uh, Minister Nally will be um, at the legislature for the Menorah Lighting event. So leave that there. Um, did you have a follow-up question? Um, the mayor indicated that she felt like this had been reframed and picking sides. Does that seem reasonable? Well, I think that's a good question. You can ask the mayor. Um, I look. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to get into um, what she may or may not do, or what she may or may not say. Um, again, on on this on this side, on on um, when I say this side, I'm used to being in the legislature and saying this side of the house. I apologize. That's what I mean by that. But what I'm referring to is certainly our government certainly believes that you should be able to. Uh, you know, practice uh, your traditions, uh, again, of all diverse cultural communities, and we support that. Um, no matter what your culture is, um, certainly no matter what your religion is, uh, that is a priority for our government to make sure that everyone can, can practice uh, freely. And uh, again, we are sending two representatives, uh, both Edmonton and Calgary, to make sure they're the lighting of the menorah. Thank you. Um, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank everybody for uh, for coming. And uh, if you have any follow up questions, you can uh, you can send me an email. Thank you. Uh, no, uh, no, because uh, we have somewhere that we have to be, Michelle. So, well, I asked you before. I looked at you. With, uh, Okay, that's okay. Uh, okay. That's good. Yeah, that's that's and, I, and I apologize to the uh, people attending the news conference that this is an off-topic question, but be sure that our outlet is covering this announcement. But I wanted to um, ask the ministers who were in the House last night, um, we are hearing about a point of privilege that was raised by the NDP about the, the government House leader allegedly making a threat to... Uh, so did you hear that? What did you hear? Yeah, I... Did not hear it. Um, it was happening. It happened while you were speaking, I believe. Go ahead. I, I did not hear it. What I will say is that I think the speaker rightfully made a decision to defer um, the matter until additional evidence and materials were made available to all of us. Um, again, I don't think that I, I certainly didn't hear it. I don't think that anyone around me would have heard that as well. We'll wait and see what materials arise, and we'll respond to that at that point in time. But I'm not going to speculate on what was or was not said at this point in time. Um, I think the Speaker was right in making a decision to defer the matter until further investigation could be made. And I think it's appropriate at this point in time for us to do the same thing and wait to see what was alleged to have said and whether anything of that nature was actually said. Um, it happened during a period of time when I was addressing the assembly, and I certainly did not hear anything of that nature. Minister Nicolais, were you in the house as well? Did you hear anything? Yeah, I was in the house at that time. Um, I, I think I was uh, working on some other uh, documents or files. I, I didn't hear. I, I heard some kind of a exchange, uh, uh, but I mean, there's there's heckling going on through the entire night, uh, you know, from both sides. So. Um, I didn't. I didn't hear any specifics about what was said, but but did hear some some heckling back and forth from different members. Thank you. That's all the time we have.